How do I sound now? Sound okay? Would you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. It is another edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic MBA Show. David Aldridge in Chicago for the lottery. We are taping this on Tuesday. We do not know where Victor Wembanyama is going. My man Marcus Thompson gaming, gutting it out. Sick, but still gutting it out in the Bay. And all the way across the pond, where it's five hours later than East Coast time, our man Bastion from Trash Talk. The only guy I wanted to have on to talk about Wemby, the day of the lottery. Bastion, thank you for jumping in, my man. Thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation again. Always a pleasure to talk basketball with you guys. Dude, dude, it's, it's Are you crazy. hype or what? Are you are you excited? <laughs> it's 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 a it's a mix. It's hype. It's you're tired as hell because it's covering for so long, so many months. Yeah. Now it's coming, and and the playoffs are until seven in the morning in France. So when you pile up all those days, sometimes it's 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 uh, it's crazy, but it's definitely hype for tonight, man. Man, it's got to be crazy. So the actual lottery is at 8 Eastern. So what's that's two in, what is that, 3 in the morning or 2 in the morning your time? That's sweet 2 in the morning with, with coffee and then croissant and everything's fine after that. Oh, my God. Dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. But, uh, no, everybody's going to be up. Everybody that loves basketball, I know, will be yeah. up for this. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. So, so man, we, so, we haven't talked to you in a few months. Obviously, yeah. we you know, when we talked to you the last time, he was just starting the season with Metropolitans. Season, I think, ended yesterday, right? That was the last regular season game for them? Um, I mean, right now, he's playing. This last game is right now. As we That's right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then it's the playoffs. And then the playoffs. So he averaged a double-double for the season, 21 and 10, putting up stupid numbers. And it's just nice. not even the numbers. Forget the numbers. It's just uh. just him. So like, so you've seen him now for the full season for with a team that really was uh, willing to help him get ready for the NBA and do the things that, that he needed to get ready for the NBA. How do you think he got through the year? I think it went well, uh, knowing what happened the year before with uh, Tony Parker's old team uh, as well. Uh, yeah. Um, this was the project. I think something that, that Buna Ndiaye's agent said was uh, the teams are not going to fit. Uh, he's not going to fit to the team. The teams are going to fit to him. So yeah. the project was to make sure that he had the right uh, personnel around him the right coach, Vincent Collet, the right players. I think he faced some up, there, up and downs, and you could see that this is not only, as we talked uh, earlier on our part one, I would say, <laughs> uh, it's not only a, a physical phenomenon or a shooting or a technical phenomenon, it's the, it's the mindset. Yeah. So when he had a little bit of a down, uh, he understood what was going on, and he didn't force anything, and he tried to let the game come to him. So... I think overall it's a success. Uh, now there's scales to this. It's not Luka Doncic type of success in Europe, but for his size and for the the hype, I think it, it was a, a a good season overall. Was there at all any signs that this pending life changing moment had any impact on his season, uh, or was he able to just kind of fully block that out? Totally focus. That's that's the thing that 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 really intrigued me the most is you could see the hype uh we were all waiting for the moments where he showed a little bit of being 18 like yeah. uh, right to the the vegas games in october but it didn't really come i, I think uh the only moments were when i would say in december guys were playing more physical 
Maybe. And um, he had Maybe a few moments where it was, me. I think I, I DM'd <laughs> D about this. Uh, he had a, little, a few, uh, what I would call Michael Porter Jr. type of adventure, which is I'm going to stay out of all this, <laughs> outside and not go inside. And then I think he realized that he's like 7'4". <laughs> and he started to demolish. Damn, I'm big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and that clicks. And uh, he never went into um, a fight or in arguments or anything that went as you guys call it TMZ moments. He's just absolutely locked in focus because he knew what was at hand. So uh, it was a really smooth ride. Uh, the, the, the less smoother ride was more on the media side because mm -hmm. we didn't know what we were getting, what we were getting, but on the courts, uh, I, I don't think there was a moment where I was like, Oh, that's, that's a warning sign. None. Yeah. So, so how did, how, you know, Calais is one of the great coaches of all time. He obviously understood the assignment, right? So like what, what he was yeah. supposed to do this year. Did, was there ever a time where the other guys on the team were not cool with what was obviously a showcase for one guy all season? I haven't I haven't been that up close to to know this. I had some guys from the team who were on a daily basis with the team, trying mm -hmm. to figure out the relationship and everything. But uh, I mean, it's more guys being in awe more mm -hmm. than anything yeah. uh, when you see that. I mean, it's previous teammates from Asvel and and current teammates yeah. who know that their best chance to win is to feed him the ball. It's not that he's putting up numbers and they're like at the bottom of the standings. Yeah, like yeah. I think I think top three, top two. Right, right. So um they knew that he was the he was the the main force. And uh, I think it was the contrary. Like I don't know if you saw the phenomenon, but there was a there was a guy um uh, from the team. He had a funny like last name. I don't know what, what it was, but he got more hype than uh, than other guys because it, they, they get more exposure because of this. So I think it's more positive than hmm. uh, than anything. Is there a uh, what's oh, the I mean is there a, oh, go ahead I'm sorry I was my, is, no, go ahead. is is there like a you know in America like it's a big deal to be there with the commissioner you know family green room and all that stuff is is that not was that a tough decision on, on his part is that not a big deal internationally to be you know uh, a part of those festivities or Playoff. I mean, playoffs are obviously pretty important, right? So, how did that how did that decision go about? Uh, you mean to to attend the draft? Or uh, sorry, I didn't understand. What was it? The the decision on what? Yeah, to 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 attend the draft. To you know, the whole pomps and circumstance of it all. Oh, that's that's a part of the business. Uh, he's business, so I think he knows that that he has to take part in all this. And uh, yeah, there's. There are those questions about the, the end of the playoffs and, and the dates with, with all the, the hoopla and the draft. But um, the job is to be in the NBA. I mean, uh, obviously, he wants to be good to, to finish the season strong. But um, the, the, the ultimate goal remains to be in the NBA. And if it has to go through these phases and you have to cross those boxes, he's going to do them. He's not going to. That that's what was said really early on by Buna right after Vegas, where people were like, "Ooh, he might be shut down, or guys might yeah. keep him out because of the skills and the the size and everything in the body." But Buna said straight up, "He's gonna play. He's gonna take part in all of this. He doesn't want to be 
he doesn't want to have some kind of advantage because of the other uh, compared to the others. He wants to go the same way as others. And that's what was explained, I think, in the last few profiles that were published recently. It was that guy really appreciates that he was doing the same drills as the guards. He was doing the same things, had the same standards. He didn't have like, I don't know how you call this, but like, yeah, advantages. I don't know, it's the like, yeah. treatment, special treatment, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't get any of this. And that's that's what I think he he he's that he's that touted as a prospect. Um the the I remember just the 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 guy with the funny last name is uh, Steve OU Fats. I don't know if you heard about this guy. <laughs> uh is that how you say it? OU? Yeah, yeah. I think it's Steve OU Fat. I'll, I'll check it out, but I think he was one of his teammates. That's really his last name. Yeah, so, yeah. so the H is silent. That's important in our culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I'm not going to go this road. <laughs> this is on you, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, so, hurts. so, man. So, uh, hold, hold, let yeah, me go ask you one more question real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bastion, yeah. I need you to be honest with us because, look, you, you're a member of the media. And you know it's all about us, right? Uh, <laughs> our our plights and our successes. How wrapped up are you and where uh, uh, Wimby ends up landing? Because uh, that's going to significantly impact your life, right? Like, I figure you're going to spend a lot of time wherever he ends up. Do you have a favorite here? I mean, I like East Coast because the games are earlier. So uh, if I have to talk media-wise, I know it's more exposure by people watching more games. You guys know the drill with the media. More people watching the games, more more everything. More readers, yeah. more retweets, more everything. So that's my personal um, preference. I, I want to see this. I know a lot of guys want to see like Portland or all this. I'm like Washington, Damn. baby, DC. I, just, I, I, I have I have a few favorites. I think fit wise, a lot of people want to want to see him in Indiana because of the whole Tyrese Halliburton and yeah, yeah. stuff. You want a point guard that can fit him the ball. You want a championship coach. That's it. And you're far from all the hype from the big cities, so that's cool. I want to go Charlotte. I want to go Lamelo and and Wemby. I want to see how it goes. I want to okay. see what it changes with the with the owners and everything. And so uh, these are some of my favorites. But um, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not dropping any bomb in here. But I wouldn't be surprised if anything doesn't go according to plan after a few years. I mean, one, two. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that guy, that talented. Would be pushed by Buna and everything to ask for a trade. That guy is so good. He's not going to let the, you guys know the NBA more than me. There's a lot of randomness by the drafts. You guys, yeah. sometimes you end up in a situation yeah. where you're like, damn, I, I didn't want to. Yeah. They're not going to yes. let, they're not going to let the, the, they're not going to, they're not going to let, let random things affect a guy so talented. I don't think so. You know, I, you didn't say San guy, Antonio, DA. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> You guys have any favorites? The river walk, baby. You know what I was fascinated by? And I'm not saying it's going to work. I just wonder how they would try to make it work as if he wound up with Dallas and Luca. Like, yeah. Could I that, don't, that, I, could, nah. Hell that no. wouldn't work? Right. <laughs> I kind of don't think it would work. They both need the ball, right? Oh, they're going to turn him into Miles Turner. And I have just nightmares out of this. I, I don't want this. <laughs> I um, kind of figured that was that. We you, you you guys have favorites for this lottery? Like you think who's gonna go one? You mean in terms in terms of where he should go? Yeah, yeah. Fit. Um, 
I'm fa- I think Detroit would be very interesting. It's a very young team, but they do have some talent. They do have a very young point guard in, in Kate Cunningham, but he's real. He can be really good. Oh you yeah, know? and they've got some interesting pieces like Duran and some of their other young guys. Um, they. It would be really yeah. It would be a really young team. I don't know if he needs vets. I think most young guys could use some vets around them. Um, but that's one team I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see if that could work. You mentioned Portland. I think a lot of people in the States would love to see him with Dame just because the, the possibilities are so crazy. Um, and people have a soft spot for Dame. People want Dame to be on a good team because he's just such a good player. Um, you mentioned Indiana as well with, with Halliburton. Certainly that could that could be interesting. That could be very interesting um, together. Uh, those are the teams. Orlando would be – I'd be fascinated by Orlando if he wound up there because I think Orlando's getting pretty close to being good. You know, their young guys are really coming on. And I don't know if it would be – like you'd make it work. I get. I understand that. Like wherever he goes, the team's going to make it work. But I wonder who, how they would handle having him and Bancaro and Markel. You know, there's a Folks, lot of yeah. a lot of mouths need to get fed. You know, for that to work, and somebody would have to take a back seat. I'm not so sure, sure that would happen. But from the talent standpoint, if he went to that team with that talent, whoo, they could be good. Real, they could be good next year. Marcus, you got any favorite? Yeah, Orlando's my favorite. Orlando yeah. is my favorite. I actually wouldn't mind them in Houston. But you know me, man. I'm from Oakland. I want to see Dame. So put him in Portland. Let's go. Give Dame somebody. But you guys are not scared about the whole uh, Sam Bowie, Greg Oden uh, trifecta? No, <laughs> no. We don't want to see it. I mean, there's some, it, it does seem to be where big men go to die, figuratively, right? So, I mean, that has happened. Every guy of substance that's gone there the last it, – it, yes, it's happened. Um, but – I don't I don't believe in stuff like jinxes and things like that. I don't think they can handle or shoot like him, so it's all good. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, so after this uh, the season like all right, what what is still the question mark for you in terms of making the adjustment to the NBA for him? Well, um Who's going to be around him? I don't think I don't see any issues with him personally. I think my my biggest question mark for the summer is first, um, is he gonna go to the summer league? And if he does, is it on that type of stuff where he goes like one game, shows out, and then boom, that's it, I'm not playing anymore? Is that an autograph? So uh, what were you saying? Yeah, no, that's pretty much what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what's going to happen. So it's more summer league. Um, then. We know we have the the world championship oh, uh, in September, so we cannot wait wow. to see him with the French uniform. Then uh, it's more like how is he going to fit with the guys around him? Because I think he's easy to 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 play with, but um, how is gonna how is it going to be on his franchise? Like, are they going to be really like from day one? They're going to give him the keys. That's that's the the part that intrigues me the most because. About him, I don't. He speaks English well. Uh, he's easygoing. Uh, he's perfectly fine physically, skills wise. It's okay. He just has to do the whole summer league and French national team uh, stuff. But apart from this, I mean, it's we just want to know where we're gonna be on opening night because that's 
that's the only question mark that I have right right now. And I I try not to be. We talked about this in January. I try not to be too hyped, but it's the country. He's just calming everything down because he doesn't give you that many points of curiosity or and I wouldn't say curiosity of of being in, uh, really um, pessimistic. I would say so. But do you do you guys have some stuff like you're you're thinking? Oh, that I don't know if he can or he can't. Well, in the NBA market, you can, you always start with who does he guard? That's the first thing everybody in the NBA, for anybody coming into the league, wants to know. Who does this player guard tonight? Because you got to guard somebody in the NBA. <clears throat> and that's my question is, who does he guard? Does he guard fours? Does he guard fives? Does he, you know, he's got to guard with somebody, you know? So yeah, you can, you can put him in drop coverage and hide him a little bit, but at some point, Good teams put you in pick and rolls, and you got to guard somebody. You got to be able to switch or guard somebody. I'm not saying he can't. I, that's just the question I have about him: is who does he guard night in and night out? Yeah, well, I mean, mine is more centered. Mine is more centered on like I, I just believe in the value of veterans, and he's about to experience a life that just not that many players experience. I mean, he's. I mean, I was just watching The Last Dance, right? <laughs> just thinking about how how big the NBA has gotten and the whirlwind around him and often the difference between making it and not, and not even really making it, but just how easy the road is, how hard it is, has to do with what vets you got around you. Who do you have who you can trust? Who's giving you the game? And because everything he do, everything he does will be center stage, spotlight, like, I mean, we're looking at Java right not to say he's anything close to that, but we see what happens when you just don't have the OG with you. So to me, that that's going to be a big deal. Who's the coach and who's the veterans? Does he have somebody who can protect him from stuff, who can show him the ropes? Like, cause all that stuff matters when you're building a career. Cause especially for him, like for most guys, it's not just basketball, right. but for him, it definitely ain't going to be just basketball. It's going to be right. handling all the other stuff. Which is why I feel like San Antonio might be a good spot, just because they. Ain't, <laughs> I think like it would be a great. No, it would be a great spot. For him. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, it'd be a great. But spot I mean, Bastion, it won't be a great. It won't be a great spot for you, though. I mean, you. <laughs> Could have been. Why are you hating on San Antonio, Mark? Nah. I'm just saying is you know I, I want I want him to be able to kick it you know I want you to, I want you to have a good time too. There's you some know? spots in the tone, man. There's some spots in the tone. You could have a nice yeah, glass of wine. I hear you. <laughs> no, but I think I think DA to 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 balance on on what you just said with Marcus. I think the whole I get the whole veteran thing, and, and I agree because you, you see those teams that are totally uh, discombobulated when they don't have veterans. Shout out to my Rockets. Exactly. Um, That's why I'm not sure that would be a good spot for him. Yeah, even you with Ime Doka, I don't I don't believe so. But the the defensive part is in, interesting. I think it's it's overall uh, we all have these debates in France where like. We think he's going to start as a four. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be surprised if he starts as a four, uh, with a with a really like a, a really muscular five who does all the dirty work. That would be the ideal ideal uh, pairing to me. But really, really soon, people are going to realize you can play him four. You can play him five. Sometimes he's going to spot up at three. I don't know. I think he's going to be a four mixed with a five, and he can defend really in the perimeter and inside but 
people are going to be like, oh, he's playing MB tonight, so, um, or Jokic. When, when it's going to be big muscular guys, I think this is when the first slender is going to come. Like, you see, he cannot get the bumps and bruises and everything from the ABA. And we're all going to have to be like, dude, he's 19, just give him some time. But exactly. this is going to be just the usual. Yeah. I mean, if he can get up to, was he like 220 now? Something like this. If he gets up to, I mean, he could probably, I mean, he's not going to get up to 270. But if he could hold like 235, 240, you can get he'd be to 250. Right. Yeah, he could be, he'd be 28, fine. 250. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd give be him, fine. Give him a good 10 years. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. going to follow the, the KD uh, roadmap, not the Yanis. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, he, this. he's like, to me, he's like KG, not, you know, in terms of, Body size, I think he can be kind of a wiry, strong guy, but not not a big banger. You know, he's not going to be that. But he'd be strong enough to hold his own in the paint. I mean, he's like, to me, Marcus, I don't know if you agree, he's like Evan Mobley to me. He's just taller, you know, like, and Evan yeah. Mobley's fine. You know, like he can guard, he guards fours very well. He was, you know, all defensive teams. So I think he'll be fine. It's just, and there'll be nights where he physically, there's just guys that are just, bigger than him and those will be those could be tough nights for him but the tough nights for everybody you know like Jokic is a low for everybody shit it's not it's not like not like there's 10 guys in the league that can guard Jokic there's like maybe one maybe AD and that's the only one you know so he's shit he's a matchup problem for everybody so he should be fine where so where where physically will you watch the lottery tonight so this is what we call the uh, official couch uh, in my flats. So basically, we do when when we do the draft lottery, the trade deadline, and the draft and free agency, we do live shows from like for free agency. It's from midnight to three in the morning, or for the draft, it's from one to five because we do the first round. Sometimes we do the second. Passion, man. Um, but so yeah, we 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 stay on the couch, and I got. Alex, who's doing most of the shows with me, we got the camera rolling, welcoming everyone on Twitch, and just uh, we probably do a preview from like one thirty to two, uh, and then at two uh, is the start of the the lottery, and then we just do a little the briefing of uh, analysis of of the results because it's, I mean it's obviously in France we're waiting for the whole Wembanyama thing, but. Jesus, there are some stuff tonight about the Mavericks who have to protect their picks and Orlando with the Chicago Bull pick and all this. So right. there's there's a whole lot to 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 digest from from tonight. So we're gonna be live at I think for like an hour from like one thirty to two thirty, and then when you think we have to go to sleep, Lakers Nuggets <laughs> right, game one. Right, right, right. So we have to wait work until five five thirty in the morning. Just the usual. Hey, you mentioned before the Olympic team. Do they have any um, clarity on Embiid yet? No, I think the last news came up like a, a few weeks ago. I would say two weeks ago. Um, Joel is getting married this uh, summer. Uh, so I think the schedule is clear that uh, in regards to the World Championship, he's not going to be with the French national team. Okay. But I think it's progressing. And the goal is still the same, uh, is to be there for the Olympics uh, in 14 months and I think Joel wants to be there and the staff is doing its maximum to make sure that everything is according to plan but it's it's uh, I I think there's going to be a lot of silence for this summer because of the whole wedding and just what happened with the Sixers and everything yeah, we don't yeah you don't want to put too much sauce into this so I think Embiid everything is going to come back around autumn like September October 
and then they're going to have to prepare the group for for Paris 2024. Who's do they have who is who are the locks for the world championship team? Who's definitely playing this summer? Oh, I think Nick, Nick Batum is gonna be there. I think some guys are gonna come back. I, I'm pretty sure Evan had a tough year. Evan Fournier had a tough year with the Knicks, but he's one of the locks. He's a, cor- uh, we'll a cornerstone see. guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see with some other guys because I, I think you probably remember the great highlights of Nando the Colo with the Raptors or the Spurs. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> I remember but, Nando. But, sure. he, but he killed it in Europe. Uh, so he's one of the main guys as well. Uh, Thomas Hortel, who was one of the killers a few years ago against Spain. I mean, it's a, it's a mix between all the new generation. We don't know about Frank Nielakina. Some, some guys are going to come back yeah. from the same team because Vincent Collet wants to have the same group with the continuity, uh, the guys who beat Team USA in World right. Championship, I think it's 19. Yeah. Um, so some of those guys, some names that you've heard of, like Vincent Poirier or Gershon Yabuzele. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those guys, them boys are going to be back. And and then we just have a question mark about Rudy. Yeah. Uh, it, it got a little bit into an argument uh, last few weeks in France because he said he didn't know yet. But um, we'll see. He, he's been there the last few years, so if he needs a break, Fine for him. What did what did you guys make of Rudy's season in Minnesota? Because the <laughs> over here it was like that was a disaster. That was yeah, horrible. yeah. It was it was tough. I, I think we saw it in two parts. Uh, the first part was oh wow, the hype is incredible before the season, uh, and we wanted to see that team. And then Cat got injured. It got really difficult, and yet he found his rhythm because he was. He said he was really tired about the whole uh, European basketball and the last season and last season. So he was always there for French national team, and with all the seasons, he it got a little bit into his uh, rhythm. So I think when he started to find his flow, Minnesota found his as well. So Ant became an all star because he was really the focal point, and Rudy did his thing. But I think where we all agree. Uh, or at least I would say most of us agree in France is that um, I was really surprised when there was a press conference last year when he got introduced and they were like, oh, we're going to fit him the ball a little bit more on offense than he was in Utah. And I got I got scared because I love Rudy to death. He's an incredible <laughs> defender. But that ball is a hot potato. Like it, it usually is. And that's not against him. It's just that he isn't as skilled. <laughs> no, it's against him. It's against them. It's cool. It's, it's against them. It's all right. It's a little bit of shade, but it's because we, we talked about this before and we're like, I'm not mad against players who want to develop their skills, right? But when you have on uh, Anthony Edwards and Mike Conley and all them boys and Colin Tony Towns, you don't get the ball in the post. I'm sorry. No. Nope. You you can you could be a you could be a really, really good Dikembe or I don't care, Bill Russell or anything, but just leave the whole offensive point alone. Be the best teammate and rim protector and defender you can be, and I I guess it's not enough for him. So we'll see later on. But I um, I wouldn't mind if he's just getting relaxed the whole summer because physically he looks absolutely gassed at the end of the season. Yeah. What do you What do you guys think? <laughs> I mean, he it wasn't a good year. Point blank, it just was not a good season for him. There, it didn't work. It's a bad fit. It's just yeah. I just don't think it's. Like I just don't think him and Carl Anthony Towns are a good fit. You know, I just. For for a cat to be at his best, he has to be kind of a inside outside player. He has to do both. Like you can't like he can make the three, he can shoot the three. That's fine. 
but he's got a good post game. You know what I mean? And his post game is better than Rudy's post game. So, like, why wouldn't you utilize that if if you got it? So, I just don't think it's a good fit. You need a, I think, a floor space or a real spacing for who's going to take a ton of threes and be a like the guy that that's in Houston that they drafted Smith would be, I think, ideal with Rudy. A guy that's going to shoot a lot of threes and that's what he does and he's good at it. You know, um, and and keep that floor spacing more pristine. I just don't think he and Cat work together. Now they fit, they found some workarounds that that sort of did okay for parts of the season, but if you're trying to win something, I don't know that that group is going to work together. And plus, Ant's got to have the ball so much, you know. You you think Towns is a five? I mean, he's like five ish, right? Like you don't want to make. I mean, Marcus, jump in any time. I just don't think like you don't want to make a living with him in the hole. You know, like that's not. He's great facing up and shooting, so you want to take advantage of that too. Like he's a stretch five. Does that make sense? I think he's a stretch five. <laughs> like that's yeah, his. Yeah, I would call him a stretch five. The problem is if if you put him at four, I mean, there's only a very particular five that can be next to him, right? Like you can't. Like it really limits the options. At least if he's five, you can spread the floor. You can run it. Like that might be their best option. It just it doesn't fit with 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 the five. They need to be interchangeable. Like if if he's four, like 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 you said, Da, you need somebody who can go out when he's in and in when he's out. But when he's in posting, like Rudy's like, yo, you're my you're my backyard, man. What you doing? And, you know, I feel like Rudy, I agree with you 1,000%, by the way. He just needs to get out of his head this idea of giving me the ball. Like, it's not like, just stop it. It's right. over. Nobody's posting you up. Nobody's dumping you. Don't get mad. Don't don't get your feelings about it. Just go get go get some rebounds. If he played that way, I got a perfect spot for him, the place that needs him desperately. You go play with Steph and Clay. You are <laughs> going to stay Warriors. <laughs> I mean, they fantastic. need a rim protector badly. Oh, he's fantastic. But, like, but he ain't getting the rock. Like, nobody's dumping the ball on us. <laughs> you know, you, uh, you know, Bastion, you know who I want to ask you about? Where's my guy TLC? Uh, he didn't play much in Atlanta. Is he going to be on the French national team? Uh, Lawabu Cabarro? Oh, TLC. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe he was there because he's good at stretching and defending. He was there in the, I think, in the o Olympic finals. Prince Team USA. I think he's a starter, or he was probably a backup, but he was there. He's good. He's good. He's. He, he I was, like him, man. I, I'm surprised he, okay. he isn't he like, getting more action in the NBA. Yeah, he came back to Europe. I think it was a good move. Um, when you see that Frank Nikinev, for example, stayed and stayed, I think the right move was for TLC to come back home. Um, yeah, he's good. Just like Gershon Yabuzele, he found his spot with Madrid. He was really good. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I hope TLC is going to be there. We don't have a whole lot of 3 and Ds in France. Uh, we have a lot inside. <laughs> and um, we, we just wish that, that TLC is going to be there. But... Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll keep you guys updated. I think it's going to be set up in the middle of like July. We'll see some more. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think. I mean, you tell me. It seems to me like the the. It's a. It's already taken off in France, and what whether Wembenyama plays ultimately, and he will, I'm sure, at some point. But the the growth 
of the game in France in the last, geez, last five years, forget the last 10, it's just astronomical. Like it's, it's exponential. Like it just seems like it's really taken off. And I know Mbappe is Mbappe. I'm not comparing anything to Mbappe, believe me. But is basketball like a solid number two now in France? I wouldn't say number two because I I, I wish we could say that. Uh, I think France is still entrenched in some sports that are really like deep core in their values because basketball is still an American sport. So mm, okay. even if it's developed, the best league is from one to seven in the morning. So it's kind of difficult to get all that hype. A uh, lot of you're absolutely correct on the fact that it just boomed and exploded in the last few years. So many effects because. We had what we called the, the I, I call this the the four wave. We had like Bean Sports, who was the official broadcaster of the NBA, that came back in 2012, and so we had a real show and real TV show to to show the NBA. Um, NBA 2K absolutely killed it. Uh, the best video game in Europe, I don't know the US, but the best sports video game for a whole decade it's, was it's, a basketball game. It's number one in the world. It's the number basketball one video game. game in the world. Yeah, sports video game. Yeah. Then we had like yeah some some national team results and and then you had some some Curry effect on this on the Westbrook effect on this. I think as long as it's an American sport, it's going to be tough. I always say sorry, f it, because we we have to watch the games from one to seven. But I, I think it's so you got soccer, then you got rugby. So it's like not the American football. We got this. Right, I think right. it's a second. Okay. And then and then it depends. I think in collective basketball, it's it's yeah, it's third. I would say second or third. But um, it's on the come up because maybe in like I don't know. I I think 2024 is going to be too soon. But we had a debate about who's going to hold the flag for the Olympics. Uh, you know, it's a huge responsibility. So we, we thought maybe it was going to be someone, maybe for us, it's probably going to be Teddy Riner, who's like doing judo. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, but maybe in a few years, it's going to be Wembenyama. And that's how you get more recognition and more everything. But we are waiting for, uh, for our moment for the national team. We haven't had like a big world championship or Olympic medal, like a huge gold medal. When that happens, yeah, it's gonna really explode. But as of right now, it's it's on the come up. It's on the come up, for sure. Hey, don't sleep on Dominique Malanga. Let's go, sixteen-year-old <laughs> woman star. You, Watch. You, you, you're dropping names, but the 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 thing is, Wemby is good. But we're gonna have probably one or two. Years maybe with not guys that hype, but watch out for the 2027, 28. Uh, them boys are really good, and these are the sons of old uh, basketball players. So there are some names that are going to come back. They're going to be like, oh, I remember they played in 2000 in Sydney against the US. So that's that's going to be like this. Right. I had I had a question for y'all though. Um, yep. Do you 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 you've covered a whole lot of lotteries. Do you remember a moment where, for you guys, really comes to your mind where the lottery was, uh, everyone was waiting to see who was number one? What was the what was the last time for for you guys? LeBron, Zion Williamson. Oh, Zion! That, yeah, Zion was the last. Zion. one. You're right. you're right. Zion was the last. Was it was it really that big in the U.S. for Zion? Because I know oh, yeah. friends were like, "Oh, the hype is real," but uh, there are some really good dudes behind him. No, because they because he was pushed so hard by ESPN that you <laughs> and he was a high school phenom. Yeah, yes. that's the thing. Yeah. He was yeah, like yeah. a viral sensation. Exactly. Yeah. How was how was AD though? I, I think Anthony Davis was pretty big, or was not. It that was big? big, but not like that. Not like Zion. Not like that. Yeah. Not like Zion. Not like LeBron. I mean, LeBron was just 
you know, yeah, I've told that story many times about LeBron was when he was 15 was was people would have taken him number one. You know what I mean? When he was a sophomore in high school, like so LeBron to me was in my time, all time hype. Shaq was big in 92. That was big, big. Um, but nothing like I think Zion and nothing like LeBron. This is the by far the biggest since then. Um, people are. Yeah. Well, you just people just can't believe when they see when they get the highlights that they show a Victor just doing crazy shit. Like he, I saw one, I saw one today, Marcus, where he took the he was on the wing. He is about fourteen feet from the wing, and he takes two dribbles between his legs and he spins, and he dunks it. <laughs> he covered that much ground, <laughs> like he covers fourteen feet of ground in one step. <laughs> And dunks on dude. It's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> never seen anything like this guy ever. I'm trying ever. to think of who were the bigger. High- oh, you know who was hyped like this, Sebastian? When I think about it, you know who was big like Wimby? Uh, Anthony Bennett. Remember when he went number one out of you and I? <laughs> oh my bad. I'm sick. Yeah, oh wow. Oh wow. That's that's low. When, hey, when yo, Bar- he he leaned in and everything. When Bar- when Ooh. when Bargnani went number one. In <laughs> nah, yeah. I think the the hype the hype really. Um, we I don't know if it's like this in. Uh, I I don't know if it's a social thing with the U.S. against France or between France and the U.S. But. There is sometimes that moment where you have someone that's really hyped, and at some point, because the media is doing too much, people are getting scared that maybe the hype is too much. Do you guys have this as well, or is it more like an American way of, nah, he's good, he's hype, let's go? I mean, I think with with women, the haters I'm, come out, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. There's people that hate Steph. You know what I mean? There's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're like, what is? Why do you hate? somebody who's as good as his job as Steph Curry is like, that makes no sense to me. Like, but yeah, there'll be some of that, but I think most people feel like plug and play, man. We'll figure out the position. I, I we'll think it'll out- show up. What I you- think it'll show up. Like you said, when like he has a rough game, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, yo, he's 19. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when it'll be like yeah. that's when the talking heads will be like, "I told you he was overrated." No, like, right? Like that's to me. That's when the hype will backfire most. Like if he goes out and he's like three for twelve in his first game, which would be the most natural thing of all time, considering <laughs> what's what gone into it. Right? People, I think that's where he'll experience it most. More than now, it's like a. I mean the dub, the NBA is promoting him, <laughs> like he has his own channel on League Pass. Like, <laughs> yeah, I saw that right he was a, he was the top ten most uh, most viewed guy on the social networks without yeah. playing one second in the NBA this year. That's that's crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. They, this is this is legit, man. I've never seen anything like this in quite a while, where people are just so hyped for a guy because he's just doing stuff that we haven't seen a guy his size ever do. Ever, what I what I really hope for you guys is to be to have a good seat the first time you guys are gonna see him, because I haven't seen as many players that you get as you guys had. And Da, you've you've seen you know, so many players from up close and interviewed him on the on the court and everything. But I've seen some guys play. 
I'll I'll remember the first time. I'll tell Mike is the first time I saw that guy because this this was more than basketball. You were more like, is this guy from our? Is he from our species? Like he's is he is he like us? That's that's the that's the biggest moment I think. Uh, you 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 guys are going to see him like early on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. we'll be there opening night. We'll be. I, oh, I mean, yeah. I plan to that's be at his first game. With LeBron. Right. <laughs> that's how I felt with Braun. Like that yeah. dude. Like seeing him up close, it just feel like, yo, why is he so fast? This doesn't make any sense. Exactly. This is fake. <laughs> right. This is this is AI. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. That's what it felt like. Like, come on, man. He's huge. And then he's like running so fast. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Up close. You gotta be up close to to really get the sense and of how big Marcus, I don't even remember what LeBron did in his first game. It was in Sacramento. Oh, I remember that. In Sacramento. I, I was yeah, there. I don't think he had like a particularly great game. Oh, yeah, but nobody like, cared. Yeah, like 20. Yeah, like, nobody 20, cared. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, know yeah, you, like, you had your typical 25, 7, and 7 from LeBron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody you know was saying? like, yeah. Work, you it was, yeah, he's that good. <laughs> he's that good. <laughs> So, man, look, this is going to be unbelievable. We can't wait. Tonight is, as I said, somebody's life is going to change tonight. Somebody's life is going to change tonight. It's not actually his life is about to change. Yeah, and you spent all that time in San Antonio. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And you you said it, DA, on your tweets. I think it's pro. It's it's not one life. It's so many lives because lives. Exactly. Because I I think to give you an an idea, uh, there are some. finance and economics magazines who are trying to as well interview me and us because all this how much impact is he going to have on the financial standpoint of a franchise like all those numbers that pop up about like he's going to put the growth like times three four this is this is something i i just I I've uh, I don't really pray, but when I do, I hope that he's he's gonna be like really. Uh, he's not gonna have any issues physically because as long as he's on the floor, I told you, the I told you, Marcus, he can decide whether he can be like an absolute uh, game league changer defensively, and he can do the same on offense. So, just the rest is in his hands. You know what? You know what? Who this? You know who he reminds me of? I've been thinking about this. Maybe he's basketball's Shohei Otani. Maybe that's who he is. So enlighten me because I don't know who the hell this is. Okay, Shohei Otani plays for the for the, the Angels. Greatest baseball player of all time. Yeah. So this dude <laughs> mashes. He hits he hits the ball 400, 500 feet, and he pitches. <laughs> and he, so he's the best hitter in the league. And he's one of the two or three best pitchers in the league. Like we've right. never seen this before. Yeah. Like he's he can literally do everything. And most guys have to choose when they come to the major leagues. You have to choose whether you're going to be a great pitcher or you're going to be a great hitter. You don't get to do both. He's doing both. <laughs> he's just like F it. I'm just going to do both. I'm that good. And I give me the ball and I strike twelve guys out and then I hit three bombs every night. That's what he does. You know. So I think. That to me is maybe where Wembenyama's comp is. Like, like you mentioned, he can dominate both ends of the floor, and there's very few guys that really dominate both ends of the floor. And if he can do that, then that's to me that's who he. Is. Maybe he's Otani. He's just a. He's just. Man, a, forget him. I care about Bash's life. I mean, look, <laughs> you blow up, man. He gonna be good. He, he gonna yeah, sign yeah, a hundred right, million dollars. Right. You deal. We want the he best be selling result cheese for you. and all kind that's of right. stuff, Croissant. 
I want you to win. Let's go. It's time for you. This is your time. You feel me? You get draft lottery tonight. Let's go. Your life about to change. I want to see a book and everything. Right? All that. Give me all we that. Got, we got everything covered, man. We, it's. I mean, it's good for us. You, you always look for, for for some tornado in your wherever you 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 work in whatever field you work in. You are expecting and wishing that there is some kind of tornado like this. We 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 saw it with Tony Parker, who was really good, but it wasn't that hype. It wasn't that that big. Um, we we know that there is a corner, uh, but it's a double corner because of the Olympics. Because we know that when something happens with national team, it just explodes. So, I mean, I'm just crossing my fingers, Marcus. I hope it's gonna just just turn everything into into gold. But I'm. Um, I'm already really uh, feeling blessed and glad to to cover an athlete like this because you you wish once in your life to be in a country where basketball is growing and as soon as I like I'm in my 30s so I'm in the right prime to just cover this guy having the energy to just stay up nights and go there back and forth follow his path and there there are going to be some some young kids following this guy and just becoming great basketball players and going to be like yeah I, i i i decided to become a basketball player because of this dude so yeah yeah fingers crossed man it's going to be great i can't wait for this tonight i just can't wait to see what happens it's trashtalk.co on twitter it's trashtalk underscore fr my man yeah. bastard our man bastard man thank you for joining us broheem Thank you, bro. Thank you so much. Hope it works out well. Absolutely. Now, y'all leave that five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get this fine American podcast. Marcus, thank you for toughing it out today, my brother. If they can't leave five stars, what they need to do. Keep it to yourself, you haters. We're going to make you have to guard women, Yama. (laughs) (laughs) All over the post. Everywhere. (laughs) 94 feet. (laughs) If he scores, you die. (laughs) We're out. Mm-hmm. <laughs>